Welcome to the Synthesis Clinic podcast, bringing you closer to experts in precision health and integrative medicine, as well as sharing stories from the clinic and beyond of real-life resilience, connection and transformation. Brought to you by Dr. Nina Fuller-Cheval, Clinic Director and Medical Doctor, and me, Octavia Hamilton, Physiotherapist. We hope this will be a resource to empower you along your journey, connecting the dots for women's health. In this episode, you'll be hearing from one of our wonderful patients, Helen. She has had a truly transformational journey since she joined us at Synthesis. With a five-year history of metastatic colorectal cancer, Helen has certainly had a challenging time. Despite an initial rocky road through multiple treatments, since finding Nina and our team, she has stabilised and thrived. She is continuing to undergo cancer treatment now, but has a completely different quality of life and a newfound resilience. So, hello, Helen. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. Nice to see you again. So today we're going to talk about your journey that you have been through since you joined Synthesis Clinic. So can you start by giving us a little bit of a history about your diagnosis of cancer and the journey that you went on before you joined Synthesis? Well, I guess very briefly, I was diagnosed back in 2017. It's nearly five years ago now. And it was a bit of a shock, as you can imagine. I've been previously well I'd worked in healthcare myself. So to have a diagnosis of rectal cancer was quite shocking for me because I obviously thought I'd eaten very well, had a healthy lifestyle. So it just came out of the blue. I had no symptoms. And it was stage four when I was diagnosed, which was, yeah, a little bit kind of concerning, as you can imagine. Mm. So I had quite a rough kind of time, went through radiotherapy, had major um, surgery, which I then ended up in hospital for about three months afterwards because yeah, just my bowel didn't work very well. Then I had a period of time when I was kind of no evidence disease, quite well. And then they found another little spot on my lung. So they had to have surgery for that. Then recovered from that. And then a little bit longer, a little bit later on, they found some more little lesions on my lung. So they had to have another little op for that, which was rather larger than they thought. Mm. And had to have refashioning of the bronchus. So it was quite a traumatic journey really Mm. and that was I wasn't really recovering very well from that which is why I then found um, Synthesis Clinic and Dr Nina because I had the big op which was in November 2020 and I was discharged kind of in December I was in there for quite some time I had a massive bleed after one of the lung resections so I'd had like three operations on that one side of the lung so Yeah, I just wasn't recovering. I was going to the toilet numerous times because literally, I think I'd had so many antibiotics to help kind of the recovery. It was like every 90 minutes I was going to the toilet. And it was just, yeah, so sleep was disrupted. Everything was just disrupted. I felt pretty awful and just Mm. wasn't making a recovery. So I just knew that I needed something else something else how long yeah. how long had that been going on for that what, what, what were the hospital saying to you when you were having the diarrhea and there, there was no real follow-up there was no kind of i was basically discharged i was seen by the oncologist once post kind of surgery and told basically i'd, ex- I'd exceeded my expiration date which wasn't <laughs> great that was the words they actually used which sticks in my mind amazingly yeah. with which i said i do not have that tattooed on my bottom so yeah. and i'm still here Absolutely. so yeah quite incredible hope you keep going back every year and i'm still here <laughs> yes i shall be but i have an lovely new oncologist thanks to dr lena so it's yeah amazing. it's great so obviously, you know, you've been through all the surgery and the, your cancer team were happy with how you've been doing from a kind of technical point of view, but you were clearly not thriving post all the surgery and, no. and, and were actually really struggling. You were struggling to put on weight yeah. and 
struggling to put on weight, struggling to eat. Food was literally going in one end and coming out the other end as it was going in. Mm -hmm. Any medication or any supplements I was taking were coming out as they went in. Mm -hmm. So obviously all the good food I was eating, everything I was doing just wasn't getting yeah. to where it needed to get to. And there was something clearly seriously not yeah. right that yeah. needed to be fixed. So then what was it that guided you to Synthesis Clinic? Well, I was part of a group of some other cancer kind of patients and a few of them had actually used Dr. Nina. Okay. And I thought, great, let me let me reach out because I was actually with somebody at another clinic, but they weren't doing any follow-ups. And I thought, I need something a bit different now. Mm. I really need something that's personalised because it, it was very much a protocol. Whereas with Dr. Nina, it's very personalised. It's all the bloods and everything. So that you know that actually what you're getting is for you as a person, not as a generic kind of this pill, this medication fixes everybody, Absolutely. really. Not putting you in a box. No, put me, no, no. And you, did, hadn't you been to Truefields Festival as well? Yes, that's right. So mm-hmm. that's how originally I found the first practitioner. And I'd actually heard like Dr. Nasha speak. And that was with Sophie True. So she was there. Who's our breath? Who is specialist. Yeah, who's your breath specialist. Yeah. So it was one of that kind of group that we were, there's eight of us in this little group. And I think about three or four of them are actually part of Sinsis Clinic. And they were kind of waxing lyrical, basically, wow. about what kind of Dr. Nina was doing. So I thought, right, let's get on the waiting list. And it was a bit of a wait. I had to wait probably about three months because her waiting list was quite full so you, st- you got your appointment with Nina and then what was what was the process once you started at the clinic well it was really just going through the, the past medical history taking bloods and we just did everything very slowly we did like a stool test which showed I had massive um, boo which is the, the build-up really of bacteria in the gut which mm. actually makes sense considering how much surgery I'd had mm. how many antibiotics I'd had and literally we'd had like, then we started on like these two weeks of antibiotics. Oh my goodness, the first week was hideous. What was yeah. coming out was incredible. But then after that, it was almost like revolutionary. You said that you actually felt worse. I felt worse to start with, yes. Mm. So I had to really trust the process because I thought, hmm, this is interesting. Because yeah. again, you're going a little bit more, very smelly. Yeah. But actually... And you probably think, oh, how can things actually get worse from yes, where, yes. where they're at now? Every 90 minutes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. And so she gave you some very specific antibiotics yeah. for the SIBO, is that correct? Very specific antibiotics for it. Mm. And and what, what other things did she kind of advise and start to change? Well, you? we did diet, which again, I've been very good with my diet. We did some blood tests, which actually was really interesting because at one time I went totally vegan because I thought that was the best way to do. But actually with some of the blood results that we did mm. and some of the, I can't never remember the test, but one of the tests that we did actually showed mm. that I needed, I had a higher need for things like oily fish and eggs. So it was really important was that to the include that. 360? No, that was a slightly different one. That was what mutations that I had. So it actually kind of showed you exactly what diet works which was really interesting Mm. because up until I'd gone vegan I'd always eaten fish Mm. and I'd always eaten eggs but I actually couldn't tolerate eggs at one stage whereas since the Cebu's gone Mm. I can tolerate eggs and I feel so much better yeah I think this is what's so interesting about the way that the clinic works is that you know everything is very specific to you and I think you know people this is the thing when you get a diagnosis such as cancer, you know, you do all this reading and all this, oh, there's all this information out there, you know, going vegetarian or vegan. And, 
And it's sometimes it's not necessarily the right thing for you. And unless you have an actual test that tells you what your genetics are saying and also what's going on in your gut. So your gut microbiome, you know, to understand what you're putting in your body can be impacted by that. So And it's amazing. So since I started kind of eating like a bit more oily fish, the eggs, I guess I've got muscles that I didn't have. I had no muscle. I wasn't putting on any weight. I was just, everything was just gone. I called it elephant bottom because there was like no muscle left on my bottom. It was like literally wasted away. So how long did it take for you to start feeling After we'd had the antibiotics for the Cebu, it probably took a couple of weeks after that initial awful kind of explosion of diarrhea, (laughs) basically. And then it took a couple of weeks and then I started to feel better and then I could start to eat better. Everything wasn't just going through me. Mm. It just kind of built up slowly. And then I guess it was just this ricochet effect of then you're sleeping better, as you say. Yeah, the sleep. Putting on weight. Yeah. Yeah. And I was stronger, able to move better. Yeah. And I'd actually got an hour and a half of my life back because up until that point, I was having to use like irrigation, rectal irrigation. So Mm. that would take about an hour and a half of my day so that I could actually go through the day without being kind of on the toilet all the time. Were you not having any follow-ups with your cancer care team at this point? No. No. So I was wondering how they kind of responded when you suddenly strolled back in, (laughs) looking amazing. No, they hadn't had any follow-up. So I saw them in the January, and then I didn't see them probably for quite a few months. Mm -hmm. And then I think they were quite shocked that Mm -hmm. I walked back in looking as well. And you could see them almost going, that kind of, wow, powerful. So you did a stool test, you did the nutrigenics, you talked about the Garden 360, what's that? Yes, and that just um, looks for mutations to see if there's any medications that actually will work on your cancer. So it actually identifies what mutations that you've got. Mm. So we picked up on mine, there were four, and actually now two of them have changed, which is quite good with some of the work that we've been doing. Two of them are still there, but they're going to be there forever, really. Mm. Unfortunately, it'd be very hard for them them to change but it actually gives you any targeted um, drugs or anything like that that might work and Mm. this is the way forward eventually all cancer patients will kind of have this test done Mm. so that actually you know what chemotherapy drugs would and wouldn't work Mm. on on your specific cancer type and am I right that you also had a type of uh, chemo that um, you your body just really didn't tolerate as well yeah and I was told because I, I did some chemo after the very first lung resection, I didn't after the bowel because it was such, I was in hospital for such a long time. Mm. But after the lung, I was advised to do it. So I did it and they wanted me to do 12. But after the first one, and even that I was reduced, I had it reduced down as low as I possibly could. I just felt awful on it. I just Guilty. had profuse diarrhea. I just had every possible symptom that you could get. Mm. And actually in one of these tests, it actually showed why because it actually said I couldn't metabolise one of the drugs that they were giving me. And it made sense. It absolutely made sense why it was so hard. And all I was told by the oncologist was, well, what do you expect? This is chemo. Mm. So it was very enlightening when I could go with a piece of paper and actually show this is why mm. that I struggled with the chemo. Well, at least now when you know that you have that information, it can help guide, as you say, further treatment. Yeah, so. absolutely. So other than Nina, um, have you been working with anybody else at the clinic? With yourself, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. December, I'm trying to think how long ago it was. They found a couple of little lesions on my liver. So I had another liver resection. Seems to be going on, doesn't it? Then all my diaphragm kind of was really stuck. And I was really struggling to kind of get that breath, as you know. Mm. And it was like, why can I not breathe when it's Mm. not my lungs they've done anything more? It's my liver. But actually, where they've done the keyhole 
was very near my old ileostomy scar and it was almost just stuck down and mm. I just couldn't move it. So, yeah. yes, so we've been doing some wonderful work with that, some wonderful scar work, some yeah. wonderful breathwork, physio, rebuild my strength, been incredible. And you've been incredible because you are, every time you come and see me, you're like, I've been to spinning this morning yeah. and then I went to yoga. Yes. Yeah, so you're definitely doing all the hard work. But um, oh, yeah. I think what was interesting when I first met you was how, even though the scar was very new, it was clearly very kind of pulled up and yeah. in into the diaphragm and it had already kind of formed this deep adhesion. And also maybe just the way, because you said they distended your abdomen uh, when they did the surgery and, and maybe as, as that had gone back down again, it, as it had healed, it pulled everything up and back in again. But we've, we've actually made some really amazing And even just by doing, results. even after the first session, I could actually breathe so much easier. Because mm. even after when I woke up, I thought, I can't breathe properly. Mm. And it just... And that's what it felt like as if something was just holding it down mm. amazing and what about Aggie you've been working with her as well yes I've been doing some EFT so again before I went down for surgery I was experiencing a few flashbacks which is very common one of it particularly was strip lights and it was walking down because you always walk down to theatre don't you carrying a pillow under one arm yeah. and that was one of the things was like I knew the corridor that I was going to have to walk down I knew the theatre I was going to go into but actually by doing the tapping I could walk down there and not even think about it yeah, yeah which is really quite empowering I think that's so important to kind of especially when you're going back for surgery over and over again you know it's and it is you know traumatic there's lots of things that you're having to deal with you know you've, you've been through such a journey and and it's not been a particularly pleasant one yeah. and even though you're doing brilliantly now yeah it's you know it's got to have some impact I think to yeah. kind of get that resilience to be able to help yourself feel better about all the situations that you have to deal with absolutely and I've I've always done counselling throughout this but I just felt there was something more that Mm. I needed the counselling wasn't ticking the right box and that's when Nina said suggested like Aga with the EFT and again she's just been amazing and that's really really helped keep me calm through through the storm shall we say absolutely and you're also outside of the clinic you're doing hyperbaric oxygen therapy aren't you yes I am tell me a bit about that Yes, so I go twice a week, don't eat before I go, and then you sit in the chamber and it's high-pressured oxygen because there's a theory that actually if a lot of cancer cells can be hypoxic, they don't like the oxygen, so if you give them the hyperbaric oxygen at high pressure, it actually oxygenates the body as well Mm. and it keeps kind of one of the blood markers down as well, which helps. It actually makes you feel great. Yeah, it does. It makes you feel... And there's a lot of anti-aging with it as well. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. There's a lot of research on... So, yes, I'm not going to have any you wrinkles do always as well. absolutely amazing whenever you walk into the That's clinic. That's right. You've got such a screen. It's incredible. Amazing. I know, obviously, you hadn't seen your cancer team for a while, but how do you think the Integrative Medicine Programme from Synthesis kind of supported your oncology care? Do you, I know you've changed doctors now. How did that come about? Tell me about that. With the oncology team I had, they were very negative to everything that I was doing they they weren't offering me anything basically apart from chemotherapy and I knew that chemotherapy wasn't for me because unfortunately it just made me feel so ill Mm. so it was very much what is there out there for me so Nina kind of knew that I was struggling with the oncology team they just weren't really I don't know it was just really really hard for me so we did a referral to a couple of doctors and it kind of basically snowballed from that and then we found this doctor that actually is working really well and is used to kind of working with the integrative program as well Mm. as her doctor Nina speaks so they actually have got a respect for each other and a rapport which I think is really important Mm. 
So Dr. Nina kind of introduced me to him. They did letters and they kind of communicate back, which unfortunately I think is really important. Absolutely. Because it, this is alongside your treatment. So it's not a, an instead of. It's, no, it's, you know... no, it's supporting mm. me and actually feeling that I'm listened to because that was what was happening with the oncology team before. I wasn't being listened to. Whereas Nina has always listened to me. Even after a few months, I felt she got me. Whereas my team didn't really get me because they hadn't spent any time with mm. me it's a five minute in head on the shoulder kind of all oh, there dear you're mm. stage four not a lot out you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of that oh that little look head on the shoulder look mm. whereas this new team they're amazing and she just helped me find somebody that would work with me so that we're actually all singing from the same song sheet yeah. whatever the word is yeah hymn sheet. yeah that's the one yeah <laughs> hymn sheet. that's the word you know you've already said it before this is the way that you know cancer care will be in the future but you know it, it's still so kind of new and novel and i think there's some people who um you know just talking not just about cancer but you know we i interviewed um, Maria, who's a student doctor, and we were talking about, you know, how medical training is now. And when she goes, she's doing a integrative postgraduate alongside her medical degree at right. the same time, which is quite incredible. But she was saying how, you know, it's just how how other doctors kind of react to and uh, receive the lifestyle medicine kind of information. Some of them are really open to it, and some are still yeah. just like you say, you put, you know, stage four cancer into a box. That's oh, you know we'll do our best for you and then that's that you know yeah. and no kind of thought about how else they could help you and everybody says to me oh my goodness you look amazing what mm. are you doing so I'm kind of well this is what I'm doing this mm. is how I'm feeling so well at the moment because I I have got stage four cat and I've always had it but it's like I feel amazing mm. I keep up with everybody at spin class I mm. keep up with yoga I keep up with pilates I've only got a third of a lung I can do the spin class as well as everybody else and yeah and that's always my get to kind of, right, I need to be able to do X, Y and Z. And that's what keeps me well. And I've got another lady I'm doing some scar work with and she's been told absolutely not to touch any weights. And, and you just think, hold on a second. <laughs> I, I you know, had to find all these papers for her because, you know, when, when you say, look, no, it's absolutely fine. You can exercise. Yeah. But then I thought, you know, what, I'm just going to back this up with some pet journals because, I, you know, when you say something to somebody and, and another clinician, you know, who has many years of experience behind them says the opposite. I kind of felt like I just wanted to, you know, get the paperwork in front of her and then she could make her own informed decision. It's so well known that getting strong and um, again, another lady I was interviewed today for the podcast was talking about um, Jen, our health coach, who was talking about um, people have kidney dialysis and how exercising them whilst they're having the dialysis actually has such a massive benefit to their health. So, you know, sleep, nutrition exercise they're all just such simple things that can have you know even just for mood as well you know have such a massive impact. oh it does it does make you feel well talking about kind of exercise even after one of my lung surgeries one of the surgeons there even when you're in hdu he had us all up on exercise bikes literally with a chest drain in mm. and we all had to be up there oh, so there he was go. very innovative even yeah. though he was quite old, everybody had to have their exercise bike by the bed and they had to exercise. Incredible. So if you were to talk to somebody who was starting their cancer journey or who might be thinking about contacting synthesis, what would you say to them? I say, go ahead, do it. Because <laughs> really, it, it just, it transforms. And I think because it's a, it makes you feel a person, somebody actually listens to you and what's going on with your body, not a five minute kind of consultation that you get normally with your oncologist. And it is because they're so short staffed Mm. and we all get that. But you actually need somebody that 
gets you, that follows through with what they say they're going to do mm. and actually helps support you with, with everything. It is. It's that whole mind, body, mm. spirit, builds you up, kind of helps support you. Mm. So I think it, it's really important that they kind of talk to each other as well mm. with you in the middle. Absolutely. And then I think one of the consultations in 90 minutes, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. there's a lot of paperwork to yes. fill in. And actually, if you don't fill it in, you don't get the appointment. You so. don't get the <laughs> So it makes you fill it in. Yeah, exactly. But it actually is quite good because when you've got all this paperwork in front mm. of you, it makes you kind of really re-challenge perhaps what you're doing. It makes you look at your mm. diet because the diet one you have to do for three days mm. and it makes you really look about what you are eating, mm. when you're eating, what are you making sure you've got enough protein? Because mm. that was one of the things I wasn't eating was enough protein. So it's really hard to build the, the body mass up. Mm. So now I'm very kind of, it's important. So I do make sure that I Every I little it. piece of the puzzle. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. That's a pleasure. Lovely to speak to you again. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, we will no doubt be talking to you again about your scar work. Oh, yes. That's amazing we, as well. De- definitely going to be using some photos uh, that we've been, we've yeah. been documenting all the way along every week that I, I see know. you and it is such an incredible change each week so um, it is incredible I'm looking it? forward to kind of putting yeah. together the collage the and, journey exactly. <laughs> the scar journey <laughs> yeah exactly oh bro thanks so much Helen that's a pleasure thank you to find out more about integrative oncology and how we support individuals before during and after cancer treatment please head to our website Thank you for listening. If you have a question, hot topic or story for us to share, please contact us on podcast at synthesisclinic.co.uk. Please rate, comment and share the podcast so that others can benefit from the information provided and the important topics discussed on women's health.